All right, Jabo say good morning. We have a beautiful daf ahead of us today. Please thank our sponsors, to thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Sivan Bach Meir and Rina Dubin, for the Zechus the Hashem continuing to protect our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael and all of our children who are learning in Eretz Yisrael and remain safe and complete their year of learning with a deep connection to the land and to Hashem's Torah. To thank Naftali and Chavi Tolson from Eretz Yisrael for dedicating the shi- for dedicating being a Talmud Torah sponsor this month. A thank you, and Tovi thanks his Chaver Benjamin Wall for introducing him to the daf and concludes with the bracha. May Hashem bless us all to finish the daf Yomi cycle together and celebrate with a Siyum together in Eretz Yisrael with much Hakara Satov. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsor, Mark Karstadt, for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Joshua's this month in memory of his mother, Chanabas Shragai, Zichron Lebracha, our week of learning sponsors, Leah Soul, in memory of her mother, Marguerite Streit, commemoration of her ninth yard site, Jeff and Karen Cohn, in commemoration of the yard site of Mayor Axman, Mayor Ben Mordechai, our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Chaim and, Ra- uh, and Rachel Rabinstein, in commemoration of the yard site of Chaim's father, Baruch Naftali, Ben HaChaver Moshe, and Dr. and Mrs. Moshe Gevant, Le'ilui Nishmas, our teachers, the Tana Abashala Veretz Yisrael, and the Amora. Abayu of Bavel, beautiful, on the occasion of our Daf Yomishir, reaching their discussion of Beis HaMikdash service that we recite every morning in our Tfilas. May the Gemara we learn today in the merit serve us in good stead until the dedication of the third Beis HaMikdash and the reinstitution of the Seder. Beautiful. And our last Dafyomi sponsor for today, Natan Aleah Berry, a creation of the yard site of Natan's grandmother, Devorah Bas Zev. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas and Aliyah, the families in Nechama, and the merit Hashem, of course, it goes without saying that we dedicate our learning today and each and every day as we see that the, that the operation in Gaza increases in its scope and intensity, that now there are soldiers in Gaza on the ground, we hope and we dive in each and every day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides Shmir Yisera for our soldiers and Emirat HaShem HaKadosh Baruch Hu should allow them to be successful in their mission, should allow them, give them koach and mamish the, the battle against evil. They should Emirat HaShem be successful and they should Emirat HaShem return to their families, Emirat HaShem whole, complete, and b'shalom and halabai, they should, we should be zocha, and we should be zocha, the world should be zocha for a period of everlasting shalom. I will say with that, let us begin. So we are picking up today's, today's daf is Lamed Gimel, and we are picking up a lot to do today, Baruch Hashem. So first of all, I want to show you, we're going to do the Rambam last. I, I sent it out to you, because I'm hedging my bets a little bit, but I sent it out to you, and yeah, I sent it out on the WhatsApp chat, the, uh, the Rambam. So we'll, we will get to that. So we are picking up Hevielo Asatam in Karsa. So we'll remember again, the Gemara said, the Mishnah said, that they bring the carbon Tamid to the Kohen Gadol and Karso. So Karso, we'll say, we know what it means, he does the Shechita. So says the Gemara, my Karso, what does Karso mean? Amar Ulo Lishna Diktalahu, it's a lashon of Shechita. So they would go ahead, they shechted, they shechted the carbon Tamid, right? They shechted the carbon Tamid. So the Gemara says, Amar Ab Nachan Bar Yitzchak, my Kra, What's the Pasik that indicates this? So the Gemara says, Egla Yafya Mitzrayim, Karatz Mitzafon Ba. So we'll say the Gemara quotes the Pasik over here from Yermio, which literally means a beautiful calf. A beautiful calf. Well, let's read it. My Mashma, what does the Pasik mean? Kedimetagim Rav Yosef, Malka Yoy Havim Mitzrayim. Egypt was a fair kingdom. So that's the reference to the calf. 
Amamin ketulin mitzifona yasun But murderous nations from the north came upon it. So both say, so you see over here, karatz mitzafon. So you see that lashon of karatz means murderous. So karatz means shechita. So the Gemara says, so the Kohen Gadol would go ahead and literally it sounds like begin the shechita of the Talmud. So karatz of a camel. So we'll say, so how, when we say begin the shechita, how much is that? Amr Ula Barov Shnayim. Ula says the majority of the two simonim. Remember again the Khan and the Veshet, the the Safikis and the windpipe. The Khin Amra Yokhan Barov Shnaim. Rabbi Yochan said also majority of the two say. So to be clear, remember that's a Kasha Shrita. All you have to do, you don't have to shak, you don't have to cut the entirety of the Simanim. You just have to cut the majority of both Simanim. Barov Shnaim. Rishlakish also said the majority of two simonim. After we already established that shechting the majority of one simon is like shechting the entirety. So then why does the Brisa subsequently say that by an oaf you have to shech the whole simon and by a behema you have to shech two? To which the Gemara says, or Rov to the fisha shaninu hevelos atamid kartzo merak acha shrival yodo, the kibalas adam bazarko. Because what's the memory again? What did the Mishnah say? So the Mishnah read, the Mishnah read that halachalamaisa, they bring the carbon tamid to the coin goggle, he goes ahead and he shechts kartzo, right? He goes ahead and shechts. Someone else, another coin, goes ahead and finishes up. The coin Gadol does the Kabbalah, and then afterwards does the Zrika. So says the Gemara, Yachol lo meirak So you might have thought that if the other coin does not finish up the Avodah, that it will be possible. So the Gemara says, Imkain havile Avodah ba'achar. Then I will say that can't be, because then at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it'll end up being the Avodah through someone else. In other words, I will say, it, can't, it must be that whatever the Kohen Gadol is doing, it's a complete avoda. It must be that it's a complete avoda. Why? Because if it's not a complete avoda, that means that the avoda is being done by someone else. And of course, and of course that's halachically problematic. Utinan, kol avodos Yom Kippurim, enon ksheros elabo. And I say we learned that all of the avodos of Yom Kippur are only kosher with the Kohen Gadol. Halachikam, this is what it means to say. Yachol yehei pasal midrabanan, you might have thought... That if the other coin doesn't finish the shita, it will be possible. Midrabanan top of lamed gimel kach shanin rov echad ba'of to rov shnayim behema. Therefore, again the gemara says. Therefore, the gemara says all you need is rov echad ba'of and rov echad and rov shnayim behema. All you need halacha l'maisa is the majority of one simon by the bird and the majority of two simonim by the behema. So we'll say even though the second coin comes along and fit, cuts the rest. Whatever the coin gadol, the coin gadol does a kasher shchita. So the coin gadol bepashtos is cutting the majority of the two simanim, and the second coin comes along and finishes off, cuts the rest of the simanim. But what the coin did, what the coin gadol did by himself, is absolutely kasher bona fide act of shchita. It has to be because remember, at the end of the day, at the end of the day. All of the avoda of Yom Kippur must be done by the Kohen. And to illustrate this in the most extreme way, if there were not to be a second Kohen who would come along and do the Shrita and finish it up, well, I shouldn't do the Shrita, and finish it up, the Shrita would be absolutely fine. There wouldn't even be a Psalm in the Rabbanon. To which the Yomar says, well, if that's the case of Yom Kippur, then I will say, if that's the case, 
that if the second coin were to not finish cutting, it wouldn't even be a psul drabonon, then lama li lamarik, why, why are we doing this? As well say, so why, why don't you just leave it alone? Why don't you just let the coin go do his thing? Right, go ahead, cut, cut the majority of the two simanim, go ahead and do the Kabbalah, then do the Zriga. Why do you need a second coin to finish cutting the rest of the simon if what the coin Gadol did is kosher? And technically speaking, if the second coin never did anything, it wouldn't impact the Shechit at all. So leave it alone. To which the Gemara says, no, mitzvah lamarik. It is a mitzvah to finish cutting the rest of the simon. Why, Rashi says? Because it was said, the goal over here is, obviously, once you just cut the majority of two simonim, the shechita is kshera. But remember, we want the blood. We want the blood for Zriga. So the Gemara says, if you cut the, both simonim fully, the blood comes out more freely. So therefore, again, in order to just to facilitate an easier Kabbalah, on the, on the part of the coin Gadol, the second coin comes along after the coin Gadol has done a bona fide halachic kosher shechita. So then the second coin comes along and finishes off the process by cutting the rest of the simon. But to be clear, the cutting of the rest of the simon is not really necessary for shechita purposes. The Gemara turns out, it says the cutting of the rest of the simon is really necessary for what? For Kabbalah purposes, it just makes it easier ultimately to receive the dam, to receive the blood. Good. So we'll say, we have a very exciting Gemara over here. Listen to how this begins. Abaye, and this is what, uh, this is what Dr. Gavant was alluding to in his, uh, in his dedication. Abaye misader ma'aracha mishmei Gemara va'aliba dabashal. Also, you see this every single day in davening. This is right after the Parsha Sakitoras, before Ezehu Mekoman. We recite this paragraph, it's quite exciting. Abaye arranged the order of the Ma'aracha. And also, we're going to see the order of the Ma'aracha means Abaye decided to put together the order of temple service. Just to give you the kind of the, the flow of temple service in, the, in accordance with the position of Abashal. So we'll say, here we go. This is very exciting. So here is the order of Beis HaMikdash service. Ma'aracha gidola, kodemes ma'aracha shnia shel kitoras. So we'll say, remember again, I'm sorry, I meant to send out, I meant to send out the pictures, but I'll try to show them to you over here. Actually, the truth is, you can look at, if you have your Beis HaMikdash diagram, you can see this on the Beis HaMikdash diagram as well. So we'll say, so for example, just some... So on the Beis Hamikdash diagram, you could see over here, if you look at the aerial view of your Beis Hamikdash, so you could see ultimately, again, there is a Ma'aracha Gidola and a Ma'aracha Shnia. There is a large pyre and then there is a smaller pyre. You could see this crisscross wood that is arranged on top of the Mizbeach. So let's say here you can see, actually, I'll show you a good, uh, a good aerial view of this. So th- this... This is the Beis Hamikdash. This is, excuse me, this is the this is the Mizbeach. So you can see the Mizbeach over here. You have a Ma'aracha Gidola, a large pyre, and ultimately again a Ma'aracha Kitana, a smaller pyre. 
Right? So therefore, again, Abaye says, and again, we'll, we'll, we'll be referencing, so if you have your base Amikdash map, always keep your base Amikdash map with you and open. Again, it's cloud goggle. It's always, always good to have the base Amikdash open and ready in front of you. So you'll see, so the Gemara says, so first order of business was, Ma'areches Kidola Kedomis La'areches Shniya Shalkitores. So the first order of business was, the large pyre, was arranged before the smaller pyre. Now we'll say, now it says, Ma'aracha Gidola, Ma'aracha Shniya Shalkitores. So we'll say, so just to understand, the large pyre, right, the large pyre of wood, was used ultimately again to burn carbonos. So remember again, I'm sorry, one more time, let's take a look at this. So remember, if you're looking, if you are looking at your base Hamikdash, if you're looking at your Mizbeach, so also you could see this on your aerial view of the Mizbeach as well, the outer Mizbeach. So remember again, you have the middle pile. Remember again, what's that middle pile? Deshen, right? That's ash. That's just the accumulation of sacrificial ash. That was left there until it just became too much and had to be cleared out because that was considered to be a Shabbat. That was considered to be an incredible thing for the base Hamikdash to show the carbonic volume, okay? Then you had Ma'aracha Gidola, large pyre. This is the pyre upon which carbonos were, were off when they burnt sacrificial limbs. This is what it was burnt on. It wasn't burnt in the middle. It was burnt over here. Now that second pyre that we call Ma'aracha Shniya Shel Kitores. We'll say, what does that mean? That's the pyre from which they produced the coals that would be used for the burning of the Kitores. Now remember, Kitores was not burnt on the outer Mizbeach. Where was Kitores burnt? Inside the, inside the Beis HaMikdash, on the Mizbeach Shal Zahav. On the, on the, on the outer Mizbeach. Sorry, excuse me. On the inner Mizbeach, on the inner golden Mizbeach. But the coals to burn, the coals to go ahead and burn the Kitores were made on the top of the Mizbeach itself. So therefore, again, so the Gemara says as follows. So the first thing they would, would arrange in the Beis HaMikdash was the Ma'arach the large pyre. That became, that came before the arrangement of the smaller pyre, which was really just used to produce coals for the Kitores. Then I will say, but then, so again, we're following the progression. So, for Karbanos. Next, smaller pyre to produce coals to burn, to burn Kitores. Next, so we'll say, then the arrangement of the pyre for the, for the, for the Kitores came before the Shnei Gizre Eitzim. Remember again, Every single day, the coin had the obligation to bring up two pieces of wood. Shnei Gizre Eitzim. Those two pieces of wood were brought up to the Mizbeach. So Kitores comes before the Shnei Gizre Eitzim. Vesidr Shnei Gizre Eitzim, Kodem Lidishun HaMizbeach HaPanimi. And ultimately, again, the arrangement or the bringing up of the two pieces of wood came before the cleaning out of the inner altar. Remember again, Dishun Mizbeach HaPanimi. The inner altar, the golden altar, the golden mizbeach upon which Kitoris was burned. Vedishun mizbeach hapanimi, the cleaning out of the inner mizbeach, kodem lahatavas chamish neros. That came before the cleaning out, or really again the uh, yeah we'll call it the cleaning and the arranging of the five neros. So also remember again we had a number of probably a few, two two weeks ago. We had this discussion that the avoda of the menorah was split into two parts. 
right? A five and two, right? First, we went ahead and we arranged five of the candles. Then we did another avod in the middle. We'll discuss what that is. And then we finished the other two. So the Gemara says, so, 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 the clean, so the cleaning out or the removal of ash from the inner Mizbeach preceded the cleaning out of five of the neros of the menorah. V'hatavas chamesh neros, the cleaning out of the five neros, came before koldem ladama tamid, comes before the blood application of the carbon tamid. V'dama tamid, the, the go ahead, the application of the tamid blood, koldem lahatavas shte neros, came before the arrangement of the second two neros. Well, so I see here you see it was the sprinkling of the tamid blood that came in the middle of the menorah service. So you would go ahead and clean out and arrange five of the lamps of the menorah, sprinkle the dam of the tamid, and then come back and clean out and arrange the other two. So remember again, this is in the morning. So in the morning, I'm not lighting the menorah, right? In the morning, I'm arranging the menorah. I'm cleaning and arranging. Menorah will be lit in the afternoon. So the Gemara says, And then again, the, 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 the preparation, the cleaning out and the preparation of the final two lamps, came before Ketores, and then I will say you would offer up the Ketores. Then after the Ketores came, the burning of the sacrificial limbs of the Tamid. You would then burn the sacrificial limbs before you would go ahead and bring the carbon Mincha. Or I should say, and Mincha. Remember again, this mincha and chavitin, these were the accompaniments, right? These were the accessories, carbonic accessories, so to speak, to the carbon tamid. So, right, the, lim- the limbs came before the mincha. The mincha came before the chavitin. Remember again, we spoke about this, right? That the, the, the chavitin was also the special, the special mincha that was brought by the coin gadol. V'chavitin l'nesachin. V'chavitin came before the wine libations. U'nesachin l'musafin. And Nisachim came before Musafin. I will say, now Musafin obviously only applies when? When? When you're offering up a Karim Musaf. So whatever it is, Shabbos, Yamtiv, whenever, or Shodesh, or Musafin Lebazichin. And the Musafin came before the Bazichin. And now we're getting into more specific avodas that didn't apply every day. So remember again, Musaf only applies on the day when there's a Karim Musaf. Bazichin, I will say, remember again, are the two spoons of frankincense. So remember again, on the shulchan itself, on the shulchan itself, you would put two spoons. You say spoons, it's really like ladles. Two ladles of frankincense. So I will say, those were put on the shulchan when the new lechem upon him was put on on Shabbos. The following Shabbos, when the quote-unquote old lechem upon him was removed and the new lechem upon him was put on the shulchan, the quote-unquote old levona, the old frankincense, right? The old bazichin were taken off and offered up on the Mizbeach. Offered up on the Mizbeach. So obviously that's a din in Shabbos. That's a din in Shabbos. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, U'bazichin um, arbaim. And the offering up of the bazichin, so now we're transferring through, we're transitioning through the day. The bazichin would come before the afternoon tamid. Because interestingly enough, the tamid shalbein arbaim, the afternoon tamid, was the last carbon of the day. That, that's, that's how temple service ended. Because the bazik says, 
Carbon tamid is the carbon with which you conclude all sacrificial service. Now, I will say, now the truth is, there were other things that happened. There were other things. The Gemara makes it sound like between the Bazich and the carbon tamid, that was it. The truth is, we already see what's missing from here. What's missing from here? The menorah is missing from here, the actual kindling of the menorah. So there was other things that happened in the afternoon. We'll, we'll, we'll fill in those blanks in just a bit. But the point that the Gemara is making, which is a very important point, is that the final and concluding service of the day was the carbon tamish l'bein abayim. So we'll say, so here you have it. Abaye, and this is actually very helpful because I think as we go, as we've go, it's very exciting to go through the Beis HaMikdash, but there's so much happening. The beauty of what Abaye just did in according to the Abashol is he just gave you the entire timeline of events. Now, what I do want to point out is something very interesting. If you notice, again, what's missing from Abaye's, from Abaye's timeline or his schedule over here? It's interesting, what's missing? Chumas Hadeshen, right, is missing. Interestingly enough, Minan Lord's the, the beginning, he has Dishon Mizbeach HaPanimi, but he doesn't have Dishun Mizbeach HaChitzon. So this also goes in. So again, that, that, that was the opening part. He doesn't necessarily have to be reckoned as part of Avoda, even though it is Avoda. But Lamaise, it's just interesting that it's not there. Okay, in any event. So we'll say, so now we have the list. So now you have the entire list of the Avoda in the Beis HaMikdash. Now what we're going to do, the Gemara is going to go on and try to explain from where do we know this. Right? So how, do I, how do I manage to put together this list? In other words, how do I know what precedes what? So I will say, here we go. Very exciting. First order of business is right in, 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 Abaye's, in Abaye's timeline or in his progression. The first thing that occurs is the arrangement of the large pyre of wood. Ma'arachal gidolo, upon which, upon which the carbonos were burned. So the Gemara said, Abayi said, that that comes before the arrangement of the small pyre, which was used to go ahead and create coals for the burning of ketores. So says the Gemara, from where do I know that? Desanya, because we learned in the Braisa, he haola al mukda al mizbeach kalalayla. When the Pasuk says this is the Ola, which is situated on the mizbeach the entire night, zuma aracha gidola. So I'll say this refers to the large ma'aracha, the isha mizbeach tukadbo, and the fire of the mizbeach ultimately again will take hold in it. Zuma aracha shnia shalkitores. This refers ultimately again to the second ma'aracha. Ultimately, again, that was used for the Ketores. So we'll say, so what's the idea? The idea, the Gemara says, is you see that the Ma'aracha Gidol was mentioned before the Ma'aracha Kitana. And therefore, the large pyre is created before the smaller one. So the Gemara says, I have But how do you know that? In other words, maybe you can switch them around. In other words, we'll say, these are nondescript terms. How do you know which is referring to which? To which the Gemara says, Mistabra Ma'aracha Gidol Adifa, Shekin Kaparasa Meluba. We'll say it makes sense to go ahead and first set up the Ma'aracha Gidola before the Ma'aracha Kitana. Why? Because we'll say the Ma'aracha Gidola, the Gemara used Lashon of Kaparasa Meruba. There's a lot of Kapara, there's a lot of atonement that takes place through the Ma'aracha Gidola. If you look at Rashi, Kaparasa Meruba, Sha'aleha Maktirim Kolak Taras, Chutz Minak Taras, because we'll say the Ma'aracha Gidola is used for everything other than Ketores, right? The Ma'aracha Kitana is only used for Ketores. Ma'aracha Gidola used for everything other than Ketores. So it makes sense that what? It makes sense that the arrangement of the Ma'aracha Gidola would precede the arrangement of the Ma'aracha Kitana. 
I says the Gimara, Adraba, Marocha Shnia Adifa. I can make just the opposite argument. And I can say that the smaller Marocha, right? The Marocha Kitana for Kitoris is more important. Why? Shekin Machnisin Mimena Lifnim. Because I will say, remember again, it creates the coals that are used for indoor service. Service in the base of Mikdash, which I will say is pretty chashiv, right? Service that happens inside the base of Mikdash, Pepashtos, has greater chashivos than the avod that happens outside of the base of Mikdash. Afiduhachi. Kaparasa Meruba Adifa. Nevertheless, I will say we see from here that Kaparasa Meruba, more sustained or more frequent avoda is more chasher. I will say it goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. That when you look, when you look at the value of the Ma'aracha Gidola versus the Ma'aracha Gitana, on one hand, the Ma'aracha Kitana ultimately has an exalted use, is that it's used for the Kitoras inside of the Beis HaMikdash on the Mizbeach Hazav. But I will say it's infrequent. It's infrequent. Versus the Mizbeach HaZohov, excuse me, the Mizbeach HaRechoshes, the large outer altar, the Ma'aracha Gidola is used for everything, all of the time. That pyre is used for all sacrificial service, except, except one thing, except one thing. So the Gemara is arguing, so which has greater chashivos? Something that is infrequent, but when it occurs, mamish is, is halig, is holy, or something which occurs with greater frequency, even though, again, perhaps the activity that happens on it is not as dynamic. And what do you see? Well, so what do you see? The Gemara says, frequency is everything. Frequency is everything. It is better to be the kind of person who engages in sustained spiritual activity, right? Even if it's not always so great than to be the episodic, you know, the, 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 the episodic spiritual individual. In other words, episodic spirituality is very nice, but I will say, but obviously it's episodic, right? It's episodic. It doesn't, it's not really sustainable. So we, and this is so important that it is essentially, it is so much better to be a consistent, ongoing Jew, even if you're not always inspired, than to have bursts of inspiration but for them to be few and far between. It is so much better to be an outer Mizbeach than it is to be an inner Mizbeach. It's better to be a Ma'aracha Gidola than it is to be a Ma'aracha Kitana. Incredible. Obviously, the goal is consistency and inspiration altogether, but very often, very often, the, it's hard to establish both. So we'll say it's very, because so, so, so often we think that the goal is inspiration. And so nobody is perpetual, no person is perpetually inspired. That's the Gemara saying. The goal is consistency. Sometimes I'm inspired, sometimes I'm not inspired, but I'm going to try to be as consistent as I can. Furthermore, the Gemara says, in the event that I don't find Furthermore, let's say for some reason one day you didn't have enough wood, and so you didn't make the ma'aracha shnia. Where would you take the coals from for the kitores? Where would you take it from? From the ma'aracha gedola. So you see from here that the ma'aracha gedola is alamailus, right? It has many, many qualities. Number one, it's used with greater frequency. And number two, in the event that for some reason you didn't have the ma'aracha kitana, you would in fact take the coals from the ma'aracha gedola. Good. Ma'aracha shniya shalkitores kodemus l'sidish. So step one, ma'aracha gedola. Step two, ma'aracha shniya that's used for kitores. Step three, ma'aracha shniya shalkitores kodemus l'sidish shnei gizre itzim. Step three is bringing up the two additional pieces of wood. So Manalan, how do I know that that comes after ma'aracha kitano? Tehsiv ubir ala koin itzim baboker baboker. Pazik says, 
The coin shall, bud, bur, shall burn wood on it. Baboker, baboker. Every single morning. Two bokers. Aleha v'lo al-chaverta. On it and not on its friend, which means not on the Ma'arach HaKitana for Ketoras. Michlal de'isa l'chaverta, which tells us, Rabbi said that what? The fact that the Torah says that you have to burn the two pieces of wood, Aleha, on the Ma'arach gidola and not on the Ma'arach HaKitana, tells us that what? That by the time you bring up the two pieces of wood, the Ma'arach HaKitana is already there. Good. So therefore, again, Ma'arach gidola. Marach Kitana Shnei Gizre Eitzim. I v'ha let me buy the gufei. But one second, I need that pasuk to teach me the ikra alacha, namely that you burn the Shnei Gizre Eitzim on the Ma'aracha Gidola. To which the Gemara says, "Tre Aleksiv." It says Aleh twice. One to teach me that it's burnt on the Ma'aracha Kitana uh, Gidola, and one to teach me that the Ma'aracha Kitana comes before the Shnei Gizre Eitzim. Okay, so we'll say that was step three. Shnei Gizre Eitzim Kodim Ladishim Zvech Hapanimi. Step four. The cleaning out of the inner mizbech. So we'll say so again. Ma'aracha gidola, ma'aracha kitana, shnei gizre eitzim, and now cleaning out of the inner mizbech. Sa'af agav v'hachaksev baboker baboker. Even though it says over here baboker baboker v'hachaksev baboker baboker. So we'll say even though again both by shnei gizre eitzim it says baboker baboker two bokers, and by cleaning out of the inner mizbech it says baboker baboker. Nevertheless. Adif. We'll say a preparatory act ultimately again has greater chashivas than the sacrificial act itself. What's the preparatory act? Two pieces of wood. So we'll say, so this is actually quite fascinating. So the Gemara assumes that a preparatory act, i.e. the two pieces of wood, has greater chashivas than the cleaning off of the Mizbeach. Right? Why? Because we'll say the logic is because a preparatory act enables actual avoda to occur. Therefore, that's greater chashivos. I, but you said that ultimately go to the ma'arach gidola, to which the Gemara says, shum eitzim. So we'll say, see, interestingly enough, what, what the Gemara says, it's a preparatory act, what it means is like this, that the burning of the shnei gizre eitzim is considered to be a preparatory act for the kitoras, and therefore it comes before the cleaning off of the mizbech ha'kitoras. I, but one second, the Shnei Gizri Eitzim is not burnt on the small Ma'aracha that's used for Kitoras. The Shnei Gizri Eitzim is burnt on the large Ma'aracha, which is used for animal sacrifice. Nevertheless, it's called Eitzim. It has the Chaloshim. Eitzim is a Chaloshim wood, and therefore it's considered to be a preparatory act. If you look at Rashi, Shum Eitzim Afagav, the honey love, the Kitoras Azli, Shem Eitzim Machshiri Kitorasin. So we'll say, even though again, the Shnei Gizri Eitzim are actually not going to be used for Kitoras, but it has the, it has the shame of wood. And wood is ultimately used as a preparatory act for the Ketoros itself. Incredible. Ravina says it's simpler. We want to finish up anything to do with the Ma'aracha. So since I started with the Ma'aracha Gidola, and then I went ahead and did the Ma'aracha Kitana, it makes sense to do the Shnei Gizre Eitzim before the cleaning out of the inner Mizbeach. Because the Shnei Gizre Eitzim is what? Is the final step in the preparation of the Ma'arachos. Now those are done. Once those are done, now we could transition to the cleaning off of the Mizbech. Rav Ashi Amar, Ilam Ashkach, Eitzel Ma'arach HaShniya, Milo Mimayel Ma'arach Gidola. And again, Rav Ashi says the same thing before. It makes sense that the Shnei Gizri Eitzel comes before the, anything to do with the golden Mizbech, because it's a preparatory act for the Mizbech. Because in the event that we can't find coals from 
the Ma'aracha Kitano will take it from the Ma'aracha Gidola, so it makes sense to finish off the Ma'aracha Gidola. So we'll say, so therefore again, so now we've, we have our order. Ma'aracha Gidola, Ma'aracha Kitano, Shnei Gizre Eitzim, Kedishun Mizbech HaPanimi, the cleaning out of the inner Mizbech. Next, Kedishun Mizbech HaPanimi, Kodem La'atavaz Chamesh Neiros. So we'll say, now we have the cleaning out of the golden altar of the inner Mizbech, before the arrangement of five of the candles, or five of the lamps of the menorah. So the Gemara says, my time, but what's the reason? Am Rabbi Gemara Gamirna Svar Lo Yodana. says, all I know is that this is our Masora. I don't know the reason. I don't know the reason. The Rava Amarava says, Kireish Lakish, Amarish Lakish, Ain ma'avirin al ha-mitzvahs. They both say this is incredible. So Abayi says, sorry, so Rava says, like Reish Lakish, I'll tell you why, because you can't go ahead and pass by mitzvahs. When a mitzvah opportunity comes your way, you can't pass by. I will say, look at the last Rasha and Daf, in ma'avirin ha-pogia b'mitzvah. If one comes in contact with a mitzvah, lo ya'abar mimenu, you can't pass it by. V'nafkulon b'mechilta mi'ish ushmartem es ha-mitzvahs, the kari bay ushmartemes hamatzos. The kari bay es hamitzvos lo tamtin lo shetachmitz v'tisyashin. So we actually learn this from Madrasha. Ushmartemes hamatzos. The Torah says you shall guard the masses to make sure they don't become chametz. But the Chazal darshin ushmartemes hamitzvos. Make sure mitzvos don't become chametz. Mitzvah abali adecha al tachnitzano. When you see opportunities, grab them, which teaches us this concept of in ma'abirin ala mitzvos. We don't allow mitzvos. To pass by. Now we'll say, now what does that have to do with our sugya? Amud days. Vichi ayo when you come into the heichal, the mizbeach pagaresha, the first thing you encounter, I will say, when you come into the base hamikdash is what? Is the mizbeach. So I will say, so just to show you this, just to show you this for just a moment. Um, you're not going to be able to see it. But remember, when the Kohen Gadol walks into the Beis HaMikdash, actually, you could see it on your Beis HaMikdash map. You could see every Go back to your Beis HaMikdash map for just a moment. So we'll say, so take a look. When the Kohen Gadol enters into the Beis HaMikdash, see, you see, you go in, you follow me, and you pass in the Mizbeach, go and look at the letters. Through Lamed Dalid, through Gimel, Beis. You enter into Beis, you're now in the Heichel. We'll say, you see, see in front of the Beis, you see that little square right in front of you? That little square idem is the Mizbeach. So if you're the Kohen Gadol, you walk in. The first thing you encounter when you enter is the Mizbeach. Remember again, the menorah is to your left. The Shulchan is to your right. You can see the aerial view of that. But the first thing you encounter when you walk in is the Mizbeach. So the Gemara says, therefore, the order of things is first the Kohen Gadol is going to go ahead and clear off the Mizbeach. Only then is he going to go to the menorah. Why? We do not go ahead and pass by mitzvahs. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, this Sanya, because we learned Shulchan B'Tzafon, the Shulchan is situated in the north, and it is pulled about two and a half amas away from the wall. The menorah is in the south, also pulled about two and a half amas away from the wall. Ultimately, again, the Mizbeach is in the middle, and it's pulled a little bit out. Pulled a little bit out means it's pulled out a little bit towards the entrance. I says the Gemara, Why don't you just make the Menorah, Mizbeach, and Shulchan in one straight line? In other words, I will say, if you look, again, I don't know how helpful seeing my pictures is going to be. But I'm very proud of my pictures, so I'm going to share them with you. 
Yeah, you're not going to be able to see it, but you can see from the aerial view. You can see from the aerial view, say, so why don't we just arrange everything in one line, to which the Gemara says, the menorah has to be opposite the shulchan, the chazu ahadadi. She will say, quote unquote, the menorah and the shulchan must be able to see each other. So I will say, so because they have to see each other, there can't be anything obstructing the view from the menorah, from the shulchan. So I will say, this is incredibly important. So just remember, you're the Kohen, you're the Kohen, you're walking in, you're walking in, walking due west. You're walking in due west. Right? So remember, you walk into the Heichal, you walk into the Beis HaMikdash. So remember, again, you go ahead and, you go ahead and right in front of you, the first thing you see center is the Golden Mizbeach. If you go left, you'll see the Shulchan. If you, sorry, you'll see the Menorah. If you go right, you'll see the Shulchan. And of course, right ahead of you is what? Is what? The curtain, the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So therefore, again, the Gemara suggests that the order, when, so because you walk in, the first thing you hit to this is the Mizbeach, Therefore, again, first you take care of removing the ash of the Mizbech, and only then do you veer left and ultimately go and take care of the menorah. Both said this is incredible. So both say, now that we establish this idea of in ma'avir and ala mitzvahs, we learn what? That when putting on tefillin, you must put on your tefillin shalyad before you put on your tefillin shalrosh. Because we'll say, listen to this, because remember, if I put on my shalrosh first, then what am I doing? I'm passing over my arm. In other words, we'll say that again, my arm is closer to me than my head. In other words, in, in, in the swing of my arm, I first pass by my arm over my head. So therefore, again, Rav says, the Gemara, so you learn from here, once you say, that you have to put on your shalyad before you put on your shalrosh. Hey, what should you do? Ultimately, again, you have to put on your shalyad before you put on your shell rosh. Look at Rashi. Avuri dara totefta. La'acher tefillin shebezra b'shil tefillin shel rosh. Asr, you cannot delete the putting on of your tefillin shel rosh. You shall, shall yad. For shel rosh, ta bezra pagatrila. Because you come, you hit your, you so to speak, you touch your arm before you touch your head. So we'll say, so t- very quickly, t- well, Tosas points out over here, Tosas points out over here, what are you talking about? It's a pasik. The Torah says that you put on Shel Yad before you put on Shel Rosh. So why does the Gemari here make it sound that this is a din of Ein Ma'abir Ala Mitzvah? So we'll say, take a look at Tosas in just a moment. This is incredible. So skip down a little bit. Skip down, skip down. We'll say, see that about in the in the short lines of Tosas about four lines in the Farsha Bin Utam, Bashin Rav Haigon, Zatzal, Da Ari Bisha Shekholitz Tfilin, Umanichan Batik, Shalo Yavir Osan Shalyad Vitnain Batik Trila, the Achakak Shorosh Lamala, the Imkin Kishavolaniach Tfilin, Bishorosh Trila, the Yitzhak Lahabir Alamizos Mishum Shalyad. Both say, listen to this. Rabbi Nutan says, you're right. It's not about how you put on Tfilin. Because we'll remember again how you put on Tfilin, that order of Shalyad before Shorosh. That's determined by the Pasuk. What is it talking about? How you put away your Tfilin Rabosai. That remember, he's talking about, you know, they have this now, like in Eretz Yisrael, you see this. I think Michael has one of these, right? The thermos, the thermos Tfilin, uh, the thermos Tfilin bags, right? So Rabosai, you have to be careful that you always put your Shalyar on top of your Shalrosh. Why? Because when taking out your Tfilin, you cannot pass by your Shalrosh 
in order to put on your shell. Yeah, that's what it says, Rabbi Nutam. That you have to be careful when putting away your tulin. So again, if you have a regular tulin bag and you put them side by side, it's not a big deal. But if you're putting the tefillah, the, the tefillahs one on top of the other, you have to make sure to position the shell yad on top of the shell rosh in order that you don't have to pass by the shell rosh to get the shell yad to put it on. Because passing by the shell rosh in order to get the shell yad would be a problem of a ma'abirin ala mitzvah. So we'll say, machlokis Rashi tosis. Rashi says, literally, it's talking about that you have to put on the shalyad before the shalrosh because a ma'abirin ala mitzvah. Tosis says, that's true. You put on the shalyad before the shalrosh, but I don't need a ma'abirin ala mitzvah. It's a mafurish apasik in the Torah. Steph Rabbi Tom says, it teaches me that I'm putting away my tefillin, put them away in a way that the next morning when you put them on, you don't have to pass over the shalyad, the shalrosh, in order to get to the shayad. Incredible. So the Gemara goes weiter. Let's continue in our order. Right? So you've got Marocha Gidola, Marocha Kitana, Shnei Gizre Eitzim, Dishun Mizbeach HaPanimi. Now next is the cleaning out of the five bulbs of the menorah. Then I will say, ultimately, again, I have the cleaning out of the menorah, and that comes before the blood applications of the Tamid. Vidama Tamid, Kodim and then I both say, so remember again, so I have five neros, blood of the Tamid, two neros. So the Gemara says, Tamid, neros, my time. Both say, why is that? So the Gemara says, the two bokers. So we'll say, which the Gemara uses to establish precedence. So the two bokers that I have by Shnei Gizri Eitzim, which I don't need by Shnei Gizri Eitzim, the Lutzrichi, Shadin Hu Lahacha. Ultimately, again, use them over here. Chad Shavye Lahatavas Chamesh Neros. One of the babokers, which teaches us a precedence, used to go ahead and establish first thing you do is clean out five of the lamps of the menorah. Deliktimi Ladamatam, that should come before Damatamid. The Chad Shadje Ladamatamid, then use one of those bokers for Damatamid. And that that's used ultimately to teach me that the blood of the Tamid comes before the last two Neros. So one of the Babokers is used to teach me that the five lamps of the menorah come before the Dam of the Tamid. Because here you have three Bokers and here you have two. And use one of the bokers ultimately to teach me that the Dama Tamid comes before the remaining two Neros. Even though what? Even though I had two bokers by the, by the, by the Dama Tamid and two bokers by the menorah, it would appear that the Dama Tamid comes before the remaining two lamps of the menorah. Why? Because the Dama Hatamid is a Mechaper. It atones, and the menorah doesn't atone. Or maybe ultimately, again, one is to teach me that the cleaning out of the inner altar, of the inner mizbeach, comes before the dam of the tamid. Because here there's three, and one here there's two. We'll say, again, we're just kind of weighing bokers against each other. Like the more bokers you have, the more bokers you have, the earlier in the process you are. And use one of them to teach me that the Dama Tamid comes before, comes before all five of the Neros. Because even though here you have two and here you have two, and maybe the blood should come before all of the Neros. 
To which the Gemara says, Imkain Afsuki say, here's the issue. We know, we already learned this before, that the arrangement of the menorah is split up into two parts. We already know that. So the issue is what is the menorah? What is the menorah going to be split? What is going to divide between the five and the two of the menorah, if not the blood of the Tamid? So now listen to this. Let's go back for just a moment. I understand if you hold that the menorah is split up into two services, like Reish Lakish. Because Reish Lakish says, why do we do this? So according to Reish Lakish, we divide up the, the arrangement of the menorah. Because we'll say, what does it do? It creates an excitement. You know, we'll say, how do you create excitement? You create excitement by running all over the place, right? So the coin goes ahead and does five menorahs. Then he stops. Then he does the tummy. He remember, he's going inside, outside. He goes, tummy, da, da, back and forth. It's exciting. It creates a rash. According to Rabbi Yochanan, who holds that everything is based on the bokers. So how do you know to split it up the way we said? Furthermore, is the baboker baboker of the eitzim? Is it extra? Is it really extra? To which the Gemara says, "Hami boile legufe." Ultimately, again, it's needed for its own halacha. The kamrachmana nikadmu lama aracha shnei shal ketores. It's coming to teach me. I will say ultimately again that it comes before the ma'aracha of the ketores. Amar lei v'lav miukim na alei v'lo achaverta. Did we not already establish? I will say that by the time you're bringing the shnei gizrei to the ma'aracha, ketana is already arranged. Mechlal di isi lechaverta. Ultimately, which tells me that the ma'aracha ketana is already there before the snake is re'etzim. So, Maishna, I'll say one more line. Maishna, da'avid ha'tavas chamesh neros b'reisha. Na'avid ha'tavas neros b'reisha. So, I'll say, so why is, all right, you know, I'll say, well, actually, we'll stop over here. So, just to understand where we're up to in this process. We're up to right now. I'm sorry for the, for the speed of that last piece. We're up to right now is we've got Ma'arocha Gidola, Ma'arocha Kitana, Shnei Gizrei Eitzim, right? So, we're good over there. That outer altar. Now what? Now we've got Dishul Mizbeach Hapanimi, cleaning out of the inside Mizbeach. We've got, now we're up to Menorah, right? We've got the arrangement of the five lamps of the Menorah. Ultimately, again, then what? Blood of the Tamid. And then ultimately, again, arrangement of the last two parts of the Menorah. What we're stuck on a little bit now is the Menorah piece, right? That's what we're stuck on. The five, Dam, Two, five, dam, two. That's the part we're focused on right now. And Emirates Hashem will get clarity tomorrow. Shkayach HaVosai.
ניסינו היום ולכל יום אחרינו חסר רחמים ואין לך ונאכול ראינו ושימו עלינו חסדים טובים ואורך התורה למה גמר חסדים טובים לא יאמרו ישראל Thank you.